Hey folks, I'm Jack and I'm with Kyle here today, founder and CEO, the man, the myth, legend. Here we are. Hey Kyle. How's it going? It's going good. I realize we're like never on the same screen, so it just seems like we should be. We live in different corners of the internet. We're like in the same room, but not on the same screen, so here we are. We also, uh, we also talk a lot we about do. One Wheel. We do. <laughs> so it would make sense for us to talk about One Wheel um, on a podcast. We uh, So I uh, manage marketing, and um, we read your comments. And we know that a lot of people out there are just so thirsty for all things One Wheel, whatever it is, racing, tutorials, all kinds of information. So we figured, why not try to do a podcast, is this, even if it's video, it's still a podcast, I think. Sure. Why not do podcasts? See see how it, see if it's something that you guys are into and maybe do more of them in the future. So. Absolutely. Sounds yeah. awesome. Let's kick it off with, with my first question, which is if you, if we do perpetuate this podcast moving forward, who would you want to uh, have on as a guest oh man there's so many people i mean i i think you know people like andrew huberman talking about flow state and diving in on things like that um talking to folks from the design world about um you know crafting objects that are magical which is how i got into this whole mess <laughs> you um we did sort of a like we did an instagram live during the pandemic which we didn't record in perpetuity, like it existed only for one minute on the internet, totally. which is a huge mistake looking back. I, I thought it was awesome. But I think my favorite thing that you said during that was that I think I asked you, what is a product that you think is just impeccably designed, something that, that you find aspirational or inspirational? Do you remember what you said? I think I said like a, chef's knife you said a japanese chef's japanese knife, chef's knife. Yeah. and and that's <clears throat> we've been working for together for eight years but that was the moment that i was like wow this guy knows what he's talking about gotta have a good it, chef's knife yeah it's purpose built you know <laughs> it, it's exactly what it needs to be to do what it needs to do that's true okay Huberman. but i would also like to get lots of people from the one wheel world yeah you know uh, like i want to talk to jimmy chang like, absolutely. You know, I want to talk to people who have strong opinions. I want to talk to, you know, racers and riders that are pushing the limits, you know? Yeah. I want to talk, you know, I want to have Austin and Kyle and Bodie and, like, yeah. all, all these kind of folks, you know, in here to just talk about, you know, their experience. And, you know, they, they can access a place in their riding that, you know, that's, that's why I started this company. That's why I developed One Wheel was so that one day people like them could take it to its full potential and like push that potential. And sure. You know, I think that's what, you know, I'm all about exploring. I feel like that's doable. I feel I like we that, can do it. I feel like that that's a hundred percent doable. I think that'd be awesome. I think people will get kicked out of that. Let me think, let me just ask myself that who would I want to do a podcast with? I talk to those one wheelers a lot. I mean, not that I wouldn't want to do podcasts with them. It'd be great. <laughs> Who would I want to? Um, I'm a, can I? 
I ask myself the question and then I don't have the answer. I, You're coming back. To can it. I come back to it? Oh yeah, you know another another group of folks I'd love to chat with are just kind of like people from the OG like snowboarding community mm. because I think like it's still living memory of the people that created snowboarding from there was no snowboarding to there was to it kind of blew up. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it feels like we're on kind of a similar journey with one wheel where mm -hmm. it goes from nobody's heard about it. Only a couple people are doing it to then it starts becoming a bigger thing. And, you know, a lot of people get involved in different aspects of it, you know, as an activity and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, starting businesses around it and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, when I talk to people that were at, you know, Burton or other places, you know, in the nineties, like it, it definitely sounds very familiar. So yeah, love to have some of them, you know, in here and chat about that, that story. A little scrappy, a little run Talk story. Yep. back when they weren't supposed to be on the ski mountains Yeah, <laughs> and such. That is a hundred percent feels like where one wheel is at. Those yeah. I mean, off the trails. I think it's, you know, because it's like, it's the same feeling and, and you know but like they were literally just taking like a piece of wood you know and like sanding it down and mm -hmm. we're like building electronics and firmware and like the complexity is is higher and like it's 2022 you know it's like these are the building blocks we get to work with now you mm -hmm. know and so um you know but the like the rider community and the progression and you know um the personalities like it's all it's all pretty familiar i would say yeah Totally. Yeah. I mean, we have, uh, we're, we are, we're definitely lucky to have such, um, bright personalities. I mean, I, I, uh, know probably the top 5% of writers pretty well personally. And, um, there's, they're, they're just kooky and wonderful and like just amazing characters. Um, I had dinner with a, with a handful of them last night, and uh, uh, I think yeah, it's like what gives what gives it all so much spice. I think. Mm -hmm. um, okay, talking about we'll we'll pivot. Talking about complexities, snowboarding was sanding down wood. Now we have a lot more things in play. Obviously, recently voluntary recall on the one wheel GT foot pads. What's the story there? How are we feeling about that? What's your What's your take? Yeah, I mean, obviously the GT foot pad recall was you know, a major, major move. Um, you know, it's something that we were working on for a while, um, kind of behind the scenes, like working on the, um, you know, Im improving the front foot pad sensors to get them, um, you know, where we wanted them to be once we started seeing you know, data from the field um, and also just building like the infrastructure to be able to go on our site, like recall.onewheel.com and just punch in your serial and, you know, automatically yeah. kind of go through all that. We had to build all that, yeah. um, you know, from scratch. And, you know, we, we wanted to do it for a while um, and it, it took it took some time to, to implement that. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, we're just a, a couple of days into it now and, and already there's been huge uptake and we're sending out tons of foot pads to, to take care of folks. And, um, you know, it, it's a big deal. Like it, you know, definitely people need to, uh, take part in that recall and, and get sorted out Yeah. With, with GT. Um, you know, the, we had to redesign a lot of things because of the concave foot pads, yeah. uh, which 
like a lot more challenging for you know how the sensor needs to be just sensitive enough but not too sensitive yeah. um and that, that was the marketing department's <laughs> yeah. fault for advocating heavily for concave foot pads <laughs> during the design process so heavily you know. for the concave foot pad and i do want to hear one. you know people's comments about the concave because i yeah. think it's I think it's pretty good, but I think there's, you know, some some things that that can be like improved about concave and foot pads as people, you know, get get into um, riding their GTs more and, and get more miles on them. Right. We have obviously a few options for the for the rear foot pad, um, but also looking at some more for the front as well. Yeah. Um, just to, to give. Are you a flat patter? Give more options. <laughs> a flat patter. Are you a flat patter? I mean, I am secretly a pretty flat patter. I yeah, I think there's are. something there's something pretty magical about that. Like it's it's a little less. I mean, it's less skatey, of course, but it. I, I don't know. You just step onto this magical flat thing. And you know, off off it goes. I think with with concave, it's you know, obviously you are a lot more locked in, and sure. um, you know, you have a lot more purchase to um, turn a car harder. But um, yeah, it's just different feel, and everybody's got their own preference. So yeah, I may I may be a flat patter. I know you're outing me here, but heard it here first. <laughs> um, let's see. Let me tap into my little list of notes here. Uh, we got a big race coming up next weekend. So here, <laughs> big race. Yeah, I guess I should be the one answering the questions about that. But uh, race for the rail, 2022. I think it's our seventh year, not including the one that was held in Golden Gate Park, which <laughs> I got a ticket for. <laughs> that was legendary too. Yeah, I was I was recounting the. The stories uh, from from that um, recently, but yeah, I mean, racing is is awesome. You know, like I've obviously been pushing you to make racing happen from the beginning, and you know, I remember back at true. the GoPro games in Vail there when we were like, okay, we'll just get a couple cones and set them up in front of our booth, yep. and then you know, build a couple little features, and then you know, the next thing you know, it's just chaos and we're attracting a crowd. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, back yeah. The classic story is we, I got the dates wrong on the event. I showed up the day before the event instead of two days before. We had to build all of our ramps outside of Home Depot in Vail at three in the morning um, because you can't saw and hammer things in Vail Village at three in the morning. And we found power behind Home Depot. You came and helped. Yeah. Very hands-on CEO. He showed up at two in the morning. Landed at Denver Airport and drove up there. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, these guys are just getting started." It's insane. Did you like break the truck, dude? Like broke the glass in the truck. That was a different year. That was a different different year. It's all the same. Get the insurance, folks. When you do race the rail, you got to get the insurance on those rental vehicles. Um, But yeah, and, and it was just employees. Yeah, in that in that first year, it was just us racing each other, and there weren't people that many one wheel riders at that point. Yeah, people wanted to watch, right? Yeah, yeah. So it is, it is, it is cool, and it's crazy. Uh, it is um, amazing to to see the leap. Sometimes it's for me personally, like it's it can be frustrating. It's like oh, I feel like we could be doing better. This could be bigger. We could you know run this more efficiently, be more organized. Um, but then when you take a step back, it's like okay, this has only existed for like. In actuality, this is the second year of one-wheel racing league. 
you know yeah i mean the the progression is crazy like the yeah. you know the the speed and ability level of of riders but also the, the you know how tacked the trails are like that we're racing on the courses that we're racing on mm-hmm. like that was sort of unimaginable a couple of years ago you know and yeah. um you know i'm super excited you know i think that's a, a key part of of what we're building you know it's i mean obviously i have a lot of you know friends and and colleagues from around the you know, the transportation world because there's a, a transportation element of what we're doing right it's micro mobility it's yeah. electric vehicles um you know and a lot of people that i you know cross paths with in my career in that world and that, you know but then like you start talking about racing and everybody lights up you know you're like okay this mm-hmm. is something different right mm-hmm. like this is this is a sport right and this is um you know something that unlocks joy in a way that you know riding your scooter around town like can you know at the right right, at the right time but it's just different sure i was just i was just gonna write down that's why i picked up my phone i was just gonna write down what does kyle think about scooters that was my my note what do i think about scooters um yeah are we we just i mean yeah just yeah what is what do you think about scooters kyle well (laughs) (laughs) i think that you know like uh, if you if you can make something awesome you should make something awesome uh-huh. you know like okay. you know you only live once like if if you know i knew from the beginning that like not everyone was going to be a one wheel rider right and like you see people you know stumbling on their scooters it's like maybe they're not the one wheel rider but right. then you see you know people just mobbing on on a one wheel like feeling like they're flying right just mm-hmm having this you know magic carpet experience like i i could i could imagine that you know back in the day and i was like even you know the the best case scenario of scooter riding does not access that like magic carpet mm. you know um feeling of flying yeah um and and you know i mean there's trade-offs right there are other vehicle types that like can go faster or can go farther right sure. but i think what one wheel really the magic is is the feeling of it right sure. and it's carving and it's like seeing you know a line uh through through the city or you know down the mountain or wherever and being able to to ride it and you know that's that remains you know very unique to um to one wheel fully unique i think i totally i think i think it's um the fact that when you're riding a one wheel, particularly at night, you just feel a little bit like a like a rebel that's like on some some different wave, you know. Scooter riding by default is like common. You grew up doing it. You feel like you're part of the herd. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and there's just something like a little mischievous. I feel like about zooming around on this thing that like probably shouldn't even exist. Yeah, I mean, you're you're the hero in your own story, you know, when you're wow. zooming around on a one wheel. So that's that's you're, the vision. You are the hero in your own. So- it's so it is so true. Um, who do you, okay? Before I just totally sidetracked us, but do you have a pick for race the rail? Are you or do you have who who are you? Uh, yeah, who are you circling? We're, we're, oh my gosh. We by the time this comes out, we may have our bracket challenge live. So everyone can fill out a bracket. Um, Did you know that last year I had a perfect bracket on the ladies' side? You could have won a share uh, of $5,000. No, I, I was not eligible to win. 
Oh, that's, that, <laughs> that actually makes sense. <laughs> oh, but this year, I don't know. Yeah, it's, why, it's, well. it's anybody's game. I mean, it's uh, like, uh, you know, we're talking about the amount of progression that, that has happened in, you know, in riding and in, in racing, especially. And, you know, like, I, I, it's hard to bet against the Silvas. They're really fast, like, really, really fast, you know? Yeah. And then at the same time, the, the nature of racing is like it can change in a split second so yeah you know i think there's first time racers that could could take it you know this year so um yeah I, I, and you know and everybody's got their own style right um yeah and it's of of course like any kind of racing it's this balance between you know just the raw like i can go fast with the like i know the split second where i have to hold back otherwise i'm gonna lose it sure. right and that has proven to be the game in one wheel <laughs> racing. Yeah. Because um, sometimes the people that have the highest top speed just cannot get down the course, sure. you know, and, and finish. <laughs> so, gotta stay on the board. You know, this year is, um, you know, I think gonna take that to, to new levels. <laughs> A Silva sweep, potentially. I, it could definitely happen. It could definitely happen. But, uh, they're down. And the coolest thing, you, you may know this, but you may not, you know, they have basically, sold everything that they own and are riding around the country they, yeah they are, they are like one wheel racers yeah yeah on their on their resume which yeah. is which is amazing it know? is amazing it's it's like a kind of like a yeah small step for man but giant step for <laughs> yeah. mankind type of thing it's like kind I, of the I first just remember you know like this spring when we were riding with some folks and like just hearing like oh you know it's racing season like i got it you know I can't do that because it's going to be racing season. And, you know, people are like, I mean, there's a, a you know, a, a lot of races, there's training, you know, and people are super committed to it. I mean, yeah. it, that's how um, people are getting to the, the level that they are. So I think that's pretty amazing. You know, we're just a few years in and, you know, people are, yeah. you know, chasing this stuff basically full time, yeah. um, which is super impressive. They are, and they're beating everyone on time at least <laughs> yeah. by a, a huge margin. Yeah. Although it does come down to staying on your board, and so yeah, it it you know we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm always this but is the I time. Think, I think also you know like what what it is obviously is it's like the the subtleness of how they can you know finesse mm -hmm. the the board to get the maximum out of it, mm -hmm. right? And it, it like you know I always thought about you know like. In previous chapters of my life, I was into like aerospace, mm. you know, and in like the 60s. And they're inventing like jet aircraft and rockets and, you know, all this cool stuff. And, mm -hmm. you know, the it was really this kind of working relationship between like the, you know, the engineers and their little black ties and their white shirts and like the test pilots, right? And like, how do you get that information back, right, in in like a meaningful way to know like, what does that mean in an engineering sense to, like, you know, revise and, and tweak? And that, that's something that we've been, you know, working on from, from the beginning, right? It's like trying to combine these two languages, right? Like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I just wanted to hold me a little more in the carve. And, like, what does that translate into in terms of, like, math and engineering, you know? Sure. And, like, um, adjusting firmware, adjusting a tire profile, like... Um, you know, adjusting all the things that, that we can. And so, you know, I think that the racers are that way, you know, like they are um, the ones who can, you know, push the limits and, and like really understand like exactly, totally. um, you know, how to, how to work it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And that's obviously something that um, people may or may not know, you know, we, we 
tapped into earlier this year. I mean, Austin and Mercedes were both out um, a few months back, yeah. helping helping fine tune some firmware, which was awesome. And it's it is cool to watch how they're both very analytical. You know, yeah. They, they they actually sort of remind me of how of you a little bit. Like I ride a one wheel, and I after talking to people like Austin Mercedes and yourself, like I think about it very differently. I don't like <laughs> like I ride. I think I think I think about it how like Floaty McFly, Brendan Shermeyer thinks about it, like in terms of sound effects. <laughs> yeah. like, like and then I'm done with my get, ride and I have no notes. Get, get lost in the experience. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what just happened. Um, yeah. But totally, I, I I look forward to that. I mean, is that I, I think that's something that the best riders you know are interested in. Is that something that that you? How do you see that going forward? Like, um that relationship of like testing and the, the black tie and the, and the, <laughs> and the people that are in the rocket, like, yeah. Is that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think it like, you know, the, uh, we're always interested in, in more feedback, right. About yeah. rideability. And I think, you know, with GT, obviously we had like the initial firmware release. There were some things that people weren't totally psyched on. Like we did pretty well with, with the next major firmware release that we did. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, the, the quest is never over. So if you have, you know, uh, feedback about, you know, what you want in your GT firmware, like, you know, let us know. Um, and you know, because we're just always trying to improve things and, and make things better. Um, you know, we've, we've done, you know, a lot of people wonder like, what are the little, like, you know, the last digit of their firmware changing over time. Mm. <laughs> um, and you know, for the most part, those are things in, um, you know, in manufacturing that, that help us, um, you know, we add an extra, you know, automatic check that happens, mm. you know, or something like that. Um, but, you know, we're always interested in the, the rideability <laughs> updates. Um, and so, yeah, like definitely, you know, reach out to us and, um, you know, I, I'm fired up to do like a kind of rider summit, you know, and just get a bunch of people because there's also just an element of when you, when you pull people together and, um, you know, and they, they can ride and they can chat and, you know, mm -hmm. ideally you can have like a, you know, a feedback loop where you can, you know, make some changes or try some new stuff and head back out. Um, yeah, I'd love to do that in the, in the near future. It's like a cool version of like a developer's, <laughs> uh, a way cooler version of it. Whatever. The developers summit. Yeah. Summit. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. I know at the Eastern regionals, Austin came to me with this note about when I'm going around the berm the nose the, 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 you know like mm -hmm. i i i love that that's where i love that that's where people's you know some people's heads are at again not mine yeah <laughs> so much but <laughs> but um yeah the endless the endless chase um okay well let's see here we kind of covered a lot of what's on my on my list um rylan's question was where do you see one wheel going this is like a huge gargantuan chunk of a question maybe i should narrow it <laughs> past so there's racing mm -hmm. but we've had some discussions about you know they're 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 probably in the future like could or should maybe be other other disciplines or like how do we see how do you see it evolving over time or is like racing the the set competitive discipline of one wheel in your in your mind or are you not sure you know i think it could go 
in a bunch of ways, potentially. Yeah, I mean, I think the the interesting thing is, I mean, racing is only one one element, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I think uh, you look at something like automotive, right? I mean, there's Formula One to push the absolute limits of what technology can do on four wheels, you know, mm-hmm. um, and one way or another, that sort of like trickles down to your, you know, Honda Civic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, sure. They may take 20 years or whatever, but the right. materials and technologies that they're working on, you know, um, you know, make their way into that. Um, so, I, you know, that's one one part of the role of racing, right, is it it stresses the, you know, it, it stresses the, the product and the engineering, you know, to, to push to make mm-hmm. it better, right? Um, you know, but I think, like obviously, one wheeling is a lot about expression, right? And so, you know, bring trick comps into it. You know, th- think about snowboarding. It's like snowboarding in the early days was all about racing and like mm. slalom and like you know skin tight lycra suits, you know. And then like it it didn't really take off until they got past that, <laughs> and mm-hmm. you know we're like, hey, it's it's about you know the pipe and the park and you know mm-hmm. like getting into the more freestyle element because that was really more true to what snowboarding was. And, and I think in many ways um, that probably is more true to what one wheel riding is. Sure. Um, I mean, like going really fast is, um, you know, for a few people, you know, but <laughs> having a great time and finding interesting lines is, is like a lot more universal. You know, I think sure. a lot of people, maybe not the first 10 minutes you're on a one wheel, but you know, the, the second hour you're like oh you think i could ride over that thing like you there. think i could drop this you know curb and sure. you know off you go they see the vision <laughs> yeah given a lot of demos they see the vision yeah. of the first couple couple minutes totally. i feel like um okay well let's see maybe we'll uh do a few more and then wrap it up oh this is a question that i that i have not asked you yet in my life do you remember the exact moment where you thought of this concept? <laughs> was there was there like a moment, or what, or is it just like something that kind of? Yeah, happened? yeah, I I remember it. Um, you know, I was thinking. So my frame of mind at that point was I wanted to make like the most minimal electric vehicle that I could take with me, uh-huh. and I was like, okay, so it's going to need to have some wheels. Okay, no, the most minimal will be one wheel. Okay. <laughs> then like how would you stand on it like well you could either stand facing forward but that's kind of lame so like why don't you stand on it sideways and ride it like a snowboard you know which is um you know what i was doing in my spare time uh at the time it was snowboarding so um yeah and then you know built the first one which had actually no electronics Uh, it was just like some wood and metal attached to a wheel and that was not very fun so i was like okay it needs a motor it needs you know self-stabilization and um you know spend a bunch of time building that and um you know getting a sort of version 1.0 going um but yeah that was that was the very first um you know but then like the other thing I remember is like that first that first moment when it actually like balanced me and like propelled me, you know, that was like, holy cow, like this has been imbued with magic, like, <laughs> you know, um, and yeah, then I've just been trying to perfect that ever since. <laughs> what do we need to do to get the first one working again? <laughs> it's yeah, over it, there. It, it's in it, the room over there. Yeah. Yeah. The you know, batteries are 
They're Ar- there Arduino too. and some loose wires and yeah, some. Uh, How many hours does it take? You know, funny funny fact about that one, I actually like sanded a couple inches off each end. It was originally longer. I know some people think that one wheel should be a little bit longer, have a wider stance. Other people like narrower stances, but um, and uh, but I needed to fit it in this Pelican case, and it didn't fit, and I needed to like take it somewhere. So I sanded a few inches off of each end until it would fit in the Pelican case. And that's how it became that length. And then, you know, basically like that and, you know, um, you know, the original one wheel and plus and XR and GT, like they're basically that same length. A Pelican case. Fun case. A Pelican case long. (laughs) Yeah. On the diagonal, of course. It's like how the foot. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The Kings. (laughs) I had not, I had no idea. But thank goodness you did that from an events and marketing yeah. standpoint. Because oh my gosh, if it was too long to put in the Pelican I know, case, hardly, I, hardly my whole anyway. life would have been different <laughs> today. Totally. Um, well, I think that pretty much covers everything that's on my list. Is there do you, is there anything that I'm that you want to hit on, or that you have for me, or we can always you know if people find this fun, we could always circle back next time. Yeah, I mean, I guess like where, you know, there's obviously, you know, a lot of um, uh, a lot of conversations in among the the one wheel world, like where is the the best place to like engage with with you and like our marketing Mm -hmm. team and by association, the rest of our company. And <laughs> Jack's is, phone number. Which is, is all, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just call you direct, send you text. Oh, you're asking me this, this question. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, well, uh, where is the best way? I mean, we see, yeah, we see, we see, we read comments, right? So if you, if you comment on this YouTube video, if you comment on our Instagram posts, um, uh, we read those. Uh, it's a pretty small team, so we try. We do try our best to to get to everything, but it's basically, you know, me, Joey, and Nate on a on a good day. Maybe we got another set of eyes in there, but um, we try to get to everything. If you if you send us a DM, we get a lot of those every day. Not trying to brag, but we do miss we do miss some of those. So don't don't feel like um, we're you know trying to ignore you if we if we don't hit you back there. But um, yeah. Write a comment in the in the you know section of the video below, maybe on what what you want to see, um, or uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we we keep our eyes peeled. And then race for the rail. So like, can people come spectate? Mm. What's the story? Is there going to be a pilgrimage, or will it be like yeah, they're like sixties, like Woodstock, like school buses. And- wow, <laughs> that's a great idea. We should get. Oh, that would be cool. We should charter a bus from like. <laughs> the Bay Area and Sacramento. That'd be dope. Um, yeah, so like obviously the last two years were a little funky with, um, we, were, we went through a global pandemic. So um, I, I heard about that. <laughs> so we kind of kept the location secret and, and you know, we're trying to dissuade people from coming. But this year, yeah, um, uh, you can attend. It's at Sky Tavern um, in the Reno Tahoe area right across the street from Mount Rose. Beautiful venue. Um, parking lot is somewhat limited, 300 spaces. So I think that's going to be, you want to get there early. It's Saturday and Sunday, the 20th and 21st. It's $20 per person. Kids are free under the age of 14. Food, beverages, limited edition merchandise. I just saw the t-shirts and the hats. They look amazing. Uh, we'll probably post those on the gram at some point here. Um, and 
the biggest news is that on Sunday, Sega Genocide is playing after Race the Rail. Sega Trouble. Genocide, one of the greatest <laughs> cover bands of all time. It nice. is trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we got some security coming. Uh, yeah, so it's gonna be really fun. So people can, um, uh, we'll, we could put that in the description. There's an Eventbrite where you can get get tickets. So yeah, definitely come. I mean, it's just so fun. This is the time of year where I'm like, just it's nothing but a mental checklist of what I'm forgetting to do essentially. But once you get on site for race the rail, I know this is my job, but I get so legitimately fired up to watch these people just zoom down this mountain. And I just love, you can tell how much it means to them and how much they care and um, how happy they are for each other. You know, once a new person has been crowned, like it's just, just some really epic moments over the years, every, every year, you know, watching Zoe with the, with the giant hammer last year and and it's just it's awesome so come on out it's it'll be a good a good good show radical yeah well should we save the rest for another time yeah let's do it all again soon okay yeah uh, let us know what you guys want to uh see talk about guests to have on um on the show um and uh in podcast names so uh thank you all and uh, we'll, we'll see you down the line. Peace out.